hitting the record button and we are ready for another podcast and i'm trying to find my notes because i certainly can't find my notes <laughs> that sounds that funny That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Here we go. That sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a cough or a laugh? <laughs> anyway, it was a laughing cough. Uh, this is the week <laughs> of December 1st, 2020, episode 6. Two blind brothers telling it the way we see it. And today you have uh, me, Keith, your host. And I'm joined by Terry and Jill. Yeah, I was gonna say crickets. <laughs> so we have Jill back today <laughs> to participate uh, with our lively discussion and banter that we do. Uh, we'd like to open up with what we call "What's New." It doesn't have to be "What's New." It could just be. A family, funny life story, what you're reading or watching or doing lately. And uh, I have a couple of topics here I could talk about, but do you want to go first, Terry? Or well, you had something you was telling me about yesterday? I have one, but you can go first. All right. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll let Jill talk to you. Who knows? This <laughs> is happening. I've, this has to do again with having grandkids in the house. So this took place not too long after they moved in because, you know, two-year-old granddaughter, very curious, uh, no drawer left unopened to explore into. And uh, in the bathroom by the, on the sink, we have uh, a drawer where I keep my you know, aftershaves and clones and razor and shaving soap and all like that. Well, being the girly girl that she is, and being the fact she just loves perfumes, she decided that she wanted to sample them all. Oh, no. So, uh, you mean found, eat them? We, yeah. Hmm. We found out because, <laughs> you know, you kind of you approach the bathroom door and it's like, Wow, somebody must be taking a shower. It smells pretty good right here. You walk in, it's, and it's <coughs> overwhelming. <laughs> it this perfume and cologne scent in the air so much you could, you know, feel it just about. And of course, little grandkid in there having a blast runs out. And of course, the bathroom smelled really nice for a couple of days. And so did she. <laughs> Safe even for a baby's tender skin. <laughs> she didn't need a bath for a week, I don't think, after that. <laughs> well, the perfume wore off. Anyway, there is that one. I, I, I kind of have another one I almost was going to tell today, but maybe we can, maybe not. But that's well, my, my story. I've been doing this house remodeling project, which is still in the works but uh, this reminds me of a story from my other house when i lived there because 
Uh, we were installing a ceiling fan over here, and it reminded me of this story when I had a ceiling fan in my dining room at my other house, and me being blind, I needed some assistance, and so I got up on a ladder and had, uh, I turned the light switch off, you know, because we've got to make sure you can kill the power, <laughs> and uh, so I had pulled the top of the ceiling fan down from the ceiling and I was reaching up in there because it was shorting out and so I was feeling around to see if there's any loose wires and I was reaching around and I go oh what color is this wire here they said black and I said what color is this wire they said black and I go there can't be two black wires up here I go well, what's this wire and I grabbed a hold of it and I well this one's not even hooked up and I pulled it out and I go Ah, there's a dead mouse up there. <laughs> Got electrocuted in the wires or something, and and then it the, it broke loose of the tail and oh. fell on my wife's head. She started screaming and running around the house. <laughs> it's a detachable tail, like a lizard has. <laughs> and, and so that was the story I had. Uh, reminded me of the mouse <laughs> dropping from the ceiling story. But uh, as it turns out, uh, the sky is falling. Yeah, I think it was just the mouse that was shorting it out up there, causing it to flicker on and off, being electrocuted over and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> That's why the light, light keeps flickering. Whoa. Interesting mouse trap. And so, little mouse electric chair. Exactly the the electric chair edition. Instead of fighting the bait, they bite the live wire. <laughs> Walking the green mile. Yeah. The green mile for mice. What's Mickey in for? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, we, uh, since Jill doesn't have anything, uh, we can either, uh, Move on. No, I don't have any stories. <laughs> Our funny headlines. Well, you could tell one about somebody getting kicked <laughs> in the junk. <laughs> or not. Oh, uh, that one daughter of mine? Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> if you don't want to, that's okay. When I could tell you that. That's fine. I just know not to mention names this time. Well, last time you beeped them out, so I didn't know if you're supposed to say names. <laughs> but when she it, was it, little... It, if we you get a, permission, we could we could do it if, if they say so. But we had a cousin that lived next door, and she came in the house. My daughter did. They had been outside playing, and the neighbor was a boy, a little boy, and he had kicked her in a unfriendly place. And she came in and said that her cousin kicked her in the nuts. And I said, "Honey, you don't have any of them to be kicked in." <laughs> So we still tease them to this day that she is now a girl because he kicked her in the junk and turned her into a girl. Yeah. But that's one of the funny that, stories. That, that's how that works. I always wondered. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> nope. You start off as a boy, and if you ever get kicked there, it turns you into a girl. Yeah. The world now knows. <laughs> well, I have a breaking story. Yeah. I have uh, 
been reported since today's uh, actually December 1st. Uh, I've got a report from uh, Santa Claus uh, is gearing up for action. I have a six-foot-tall inflatable reindeer in my living room. He hasn't made it out to the front yard yet, but yeah. he has a blinking. He has a blinking red nose that uh, he uses his nose apparently to communicate to the satellites in the space station up in orbit to the astronauts who are in direct contact with the Rudolph at the North Pole, uh-huh. saying that Santa Claus is gearing up for action, ready to start getting ready to deliver presents. And another, now, now, did you capture that reindeer in your window well? <laughs> <laughs> Reference to our last episode. Last week's story. No, but all my stories this week have to do with deer. So There's a lot of animal stories out there. I think all mine might be animal stories. Let's go ahead and talk about the news. No, did you want to go or I can go first? You can go, you can go next. Bruce, the last Jaws shark. Uh, docks at the Academy Museum. Uh, the fiberglass shark made from the uh, mold from the Jaws shark from the movies, weighing 1,200 pounds, is 25 feet long, and will be finding his new home at the, uh, what's it called, the new Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles. 45 years old. Uh, He's named Bruce, apparently, after Steven Spielberg's lawyer, whose name is Bruce. I forget his last name. And uh, the shark technically never appeared in the movie. They made three of the Jaws sharks for the movie. But whenever the filming was done, they destroyed all of those because I guess they were cantankerous and had a history of not wanting to cooperate. But when the movie became a blockbuster hit, they cast a uh, fourth shark from the same mold, and he was placed in the Universal Movie Museum for 15 years before being carted off to a junkyard in uh, Sunny Valley, or Sun Valley. Uh, And after uh, 25 years in the hot blazing sun and uh, those 15 years of being hung up in Universal Studios and repainted, it took seven years of renovation, but he is back, ready for photo ops at the new museum. That sounds funny because can you imagine going to a junkyard looking for car parts and seeing a shark? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's. (laughs) Oh, this came for a carburetor. (laughs) 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 He's like a big tank. Yeah. So, what's your story, Terry? who was out deer hunting and the deer had got so close to the man that his rifle had got snagged on the antlers and the deer ran off in the woods with his rifle. I thought I was going to say shot him. 
<laughs> and so the the man had to report it to the police. He had told the police that uh, the dogs they were hunting with had spooked the deer. The deer ran towards him, charging at him. The antlers got snagged on the rifle, which ripped it out of his hands. The deer took off with it on its antler. Uh, in Czechoslovakia, they have to report things like that uh, whenever you lose, sell, give away a rifle, you have to report it. And so that was the report. So if you happen to be in Czechoslovakia and you're deer hunting, don't be surprised if you see a deer pointing a gun back at you. <laughs> you get a free rifle. <laughs> <laughs> rifle sold to Bambi. Rifle bought from Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to shoot my mommy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weird That's... stuff. Here is, is one that's called Rough Rescue Storms Broken Plane Force Layover for Turtles. <laughs> uh, 30 critically endangered uh, uh, sea turtles. Well, normally they're found from Nova Scotia all the way down to the Gulf Coast, usually the Gulf Coast. Um, they're called Kemp's Ridley Sea Turtles. Uh, they were part of about 100 that were rescued on a Cape Cod beach. And uh, th these Kemp's Ridley Sea Turtles are the smallest sea turtles in the world, growing to about two feet long. But uh, they were stunned from the wintry weather. Uh, I, I suppose it's that and not from the news about the election. <laughs> um, but conservationists originally took them to the New England Aquarium of Boston and a, another one in Buzzards Bay for rehab. And uh, they were to be moved to be returned to the wild around New Orleans. And they were going to go from, you know, natural pr preservation places along the way to you know, transport them. But 30 turtles had a hard time when their flight from Boston had to turn back twice due to stormy weather. On the second time, it had to stop to be refueled. Uh, a rock was kicked up on the airstrip, damaged propeller, had to be grounded in Chattanooga. The turtles had to spend the night at the uh, Tennessee Aquarium, <laughs> and they left Thanksgiving Day. I suppose happy to not be turkeys. They couldn't stay at the Hilton, I guess. What? They couldn't stay at the Hilton Hotel, I guess. I guess. But uh, can you imagine? Started... I picture a little turtle sitting in every airplane seat. <laughs> yeah, a little buckled in. Yeah. <laughs> little buckled in in every airplane seat. With a little seat air, 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 uh, tray full of airplane food. <laughs> but anyway, they are uh, still needing some rehab before returning to the wild. But they are, I guess, doing well. But yeah, that's why I imagine two little, little turtles, individual turtle, individual seeds. Little little uh, tray tray table mm -hmm. down, 
got their feet propped up yeah. <laughs> on the back of the seat in front of them. A little kid turtle Watch, bouncing around making a lot of movies. noise. <laughs> they were watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that was an in-flight movie. Wow, how do you know? But yeah, that's an animal story. There. My other deer story takes place in Canada. Again, those Canadian deers. Um, a hospital administrator had received a phone call from one of his workers to report to him that a deer had jumped through the plate glass window of an assisted living facility. It broke off its right antler and it was trapped in the exercise room. <laughs> they had called the Royal Mounted Canadian Police and they had tried to coax it over to the door and let it loose back into the wild. It was Is said... Let me off this treadmill. How do you stop this crazy thing? <laughs> it was said later that the deer was um, drawn to the facility by a female deer Christmas decoration. Isn't that always the story? <laughs> <laughs> Lured him into the facility, jumped through, busted his antler, got trapped on the treadmill. <laughs> Gets back and tells his buddy, you're going to believe this, man. <laughs> the big city saw the lights. Don't ever do that. <laughs> so that's all there. <laughs> oh, my story. The city mouse and country mouse, it's city deer and country deer. <laughs> well, I thought I had an extra story, but I can't find it. Uh, but I, had, I did have another animal story. It had to do with an owl named Rocky. I don't have the headline handy. <laughs> but apparently, the, the big Christmas tree they put up at Rockefeller Center, whenever they set it up and unbundled it to get it ready to decorate, there was an owl that had been trapped amongst the branches. And the maintenance workers nicknamed him Rocky you know, for Rockefeller Center. Uh, he, his mm-hmm. memory serves in the story, you know, they took him to, you know, the animal people and they nursed him back to health and he's just being released back to the wild. So another animal story. Stowaway owl on a tree. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> he was, he didn't want to be evicted from his tree. I know. Maybe he didn't get a stimulus check in, in his, uh, what they call it, uh, landlord uh, forgiveness ran out or whatever. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> Freeloader, get off our tray. Harry Potter, Al. You squatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. So, wow, that's our, our, our segments here. Let me. Moving right along. I have uh, some top 10 lists if we wanted to go into that. Yeah, let's do our top 10. We're ahead of schedule here. Usually we're a little more long-winded than this in our opening stories, it seems like. Uh, I mean, I have a top 10 list here. I was going to 
trying to get my grandson to record this, but with it being the month of December and Christmas coming up, I ran across a top 10 things that children uh, must do to stay on Santa Claus's nice list. And so uh, I have that one. <laughs> and so um, number one, be nice to animals. Number two, listen to your older siblings. <clears throat> if you have one. Wait a minute. That's you two. I have to listen to you two. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, you can tell who made this list, can't you? <laughs> number three, pick up all your toys. What? Pick up all your toys. Oh, I thought you said boys. That, number that four. a whole different meaning on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Eat all your vegetables. Ew. Oh, <laughs> I only like Yeah, you, you do that. <laughs> number five get good grades I couldn't do that one either <laughs> until I got to college then I got good grades but yeah. and just because you cared more about it then huh? so you're older <laughs> you had to number, pay your own way yeah. number six <laughs> tell people good compliments bad compliments aren't very good <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> number seven you should recycle that's true recycle you should reuse your christmas wrapping paper huh? <laughs> don't recycle toilet paper okay. yeah, well i know with this pandemic that could be a valuable commodity <laughs> yeah <laughs> Talk about all these future lockdowns and stuff, which I hear that the toilet paper, loot, uh, not looters, hoarders are out there at, at it again. Yeah. yeah. You want people to toilet paper your trees and you have extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number eight was <laughs> help your mom clean. Yeah, because I missed it. <laughs> help your mom help clean. Your mom. Oh. If you have a mom still, we're all orphans. Yeah. And. Number nine is be generous to other people. And yeah, number speaking ten. of being generous, you can donate money because we still yeah. need several hundred fifty thousand dollars for that one web domain. Yeah. <laughs> Just have to toss that out there. Remind people once in a while. We're, we're still waiting on someone to to be a, a prime donor for that. Yeah. Number ten. Is brush your teeth before you go to bed if you have any. <laughs> Get that cookie smell off your breath. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to have clean breath in case you get up and peek on Santa Claus. You don't want him to smell your bad breath. And so that's our top 10 things the kids should do to stay on the nice list. I was searching the internet for famous people on the naughty list, but we could make up that on our own. <laughs> yeah, all your kids make make a note of that list and stay good this month and all year. <laughs> yeah, we can do our quiz. That's that's all I had for the 
top ten sure. things for those top ten. I have others, but for the I got them for other shows. But anyway, hey, you can uh, stockpile those lists, and that way you can book them out whenever. Of course, you know right. the season, seasonal ones are nice to do in season, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. don't do that one in the middle of summer. <laughs> but, Fourth of July, top ten Christmas list. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I got those generic ones out there, like ten things not to say to a pregnant woman, ten things not to say to your wife or your spouse, and ten things not to say to an Irish man, and all kinds of things out there. Right. Save that one for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> ten things you should say to your spouse. And, all kinds of lists out there. Yeah, so I for... am trying to find this quiz. I had it right there. It is. I had it right there, and it disappeared on me. And here it is back again. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. So when you can... when you find yourself in a hole, what's the first thing you do? What's that? When you find yourself in a hole, what's the first thing you do? Crawl um, out. Quit, quit digging. <laughs> yeah. And well, now that should be your final thought. <laughs> hey. No, I should have said that one. Jo I know okay. Joe has a final thought for us today. I told her what to say. <laughs> I do today. I do. Well, you can wait till the end. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, quiz number six for episode number six. Uh, we have five words. Hopefully these are a little easier. Some of them may not be, uh, but the first word is thwart, T H W A R T, thwart. Uh, does does it mean? Well, and it's a verb, by the way. Uh, excessive or slavish adoration? Is it B, marked by extreme calm? Serenity. Uh, is it C? Uh, the quality or state of being fit. Uh, an overindulgence. Oh, okay, D. <laughs> resembling the blue of the sky. E. To oppose successfully. Uh, to oppose or baffle. That kind of thing. The word was thwart. Oh, I know what that The answers? Yeah, those were that, the answers. I'll I think that's the again. last one. The last it's, one? It's, it's T-H. T-H-W-A-R-T, thwart. So it's so it's T-H like Terry Heltsley, fart. Yeah. Terry Heltsley, fart. That's what no, it is. Wart, W-A-R-T. So, so it, it's, your, it's Terry's wart that he has on his hand from playing with frogs. I like Terry Fart better. Okay. Um, so Jill said the last one, E, which was... Uh, I think it's the last I will go, one. I think it's E as well. You would be correct. I told you that would be an easy one. The definition was hard to read. But thwart, yeah, it's to... Uh, to thwart somebody. Am I... To be their nemesis, their enemy. Yeah, thwart. That, yeah that would be a better to defeat your enemy would... And now my computer is acting strange. I still like to Terry Heltsley fart. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
Our second word is adulation. Adulation. A D U L A T I O N. Add you numbers. I know how to add you numbers. Uh, and it's a noun. <laughs> so be like to adulate someone, I guess. Uh, uh, just a reminder our definitions A, hmm. adulation, excessive admiration or flattery. B, adulation marked by extreme calm, serenity. C, uh, adulation, the quality or state of being fit or gratified beyond capacity, fullness, uh, overindulgence. Uh, D, adulation, resembling the blue of the sky. And we know it's not E because that was our first answer. I say A. Gosh, a? I don't know. You say A? I'm going to say Let's B because I just don't know. A, adulation, excessive adoration. B, extreme calm, serenity. Uh, C, uh, quality of being fit beyond or full beyond capacity, overindulgence, success. Or D, adulation, oh. resembling. I'm gonna change my sky. answer. What? I'm gonna change my answer to C. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for Jill to say what she wants to do. I say B, I because I I don't know. You know, it almost Terry had it right the first time. It was A. Oh man, I knew I shouldn't so. have changed my answer. <laughs> I didn't think it's cool. Got all the time. It. Yeah. All right. So our next word. I almost got it. <laughs> our next word is imperturbable. Imperturbable. I m p e r t u v u r b a b l e. Imperturbable. I hear you know perturb is. It's adjective. Imperturbable. Uh, does it mean? Okay, we know it's not a. Is it B, extreme calm, uh, steadiness, serenity, is it imperturbable? Is it C, uh, being gratified beyond capacity, fullness, uh, overindulgence, success? Is it D, resembling the blue of the sky? We know it's not E, so is it either B, C, or D? I'm going to stick with B. I'm going to stick with B. Uh, Imperturbable. I'm, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say C. <laughs> it would be... It's one of the two. <laughs> it would be B. Uh, imperturbable. There's, if you're going to be perturbed over here, something, maybe. perturbed means to be upset by. So imperturbable is to be the opposite, which would be extreme calm, uh, serenity, steadiness, like that. So we're down to... You cannot perturb me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now here's, a, here's a word for you. I, I, I bet you don't know, even know. <laughs> Satiety. S-A-T-I-E-T-Y. Satiety. It Society. is a noun. 
there's only, I think, two definitions left. 50-50 chance. Woo-hoo! So we know yeah. it's not C and D. It's going to be C or D. Uh, it's going to be C or D. D. We know it's not B. Mm-hmm. C. Satiety is it? I'm sick the with quality of <laughs> being gratified beyond capacity, uh, overindulgence, and like that. Satiety is it overindulgence, or D, resembling the blue of the sky. Sick with C again. He I'll said, right. "I'm gonna say D." <laughs> it is C. Oh, I got it right this time. Yeah, I knew oh, I, sooner or later would be the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would not have no, even known unless I put together this quiz. But if you look at the word S-A-T, it's like being satisfied. You know, so you're, you know. Uh, I just knew it wasn't blue like the sky. <laughs> and so the last word is, okay, so the definition yeah, I didn't, is. I wasn't sure either, but. Is blue of the sky. The word is cerulean. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see, that's Cerulean what I said. I said that one for last. <laughs> Cerulean Sky. I've heard yeah. that on the phone all the time. Oh, have you? Yeah. Cerulean Sky. Yeah. yeah. Cerulean is to be as blue as the sky. Anyway, there's our word quiz. We're doing pretty good on time. Uh, so let, let's give this a shot. So what is the main... Our anchor topic, yeah. we like to do a... Uh, uh, a topic related to blindness, blindness rehab, and out of the seven blind, uh, seven areas of blind rehab based on the VA rehab system, we, let me just review. We've talked before about, and we'll, we'll begin to recover these as we go in future episodes. Our, our pilot episode, which still hasn't seen the light of day, we talked about getting support uh, from the VIST in the case of the VA, but from, you know, your blindness rehab through state agencies. Our second area was orientation and mobility. The third area was communications. Fourth was living skills. Fifth was low vision. Sixth, computers. And seven, manual skills. Was that a happy sound or sad sound? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> personally skills. i like i like manual skills i i always got a blast out of it yeah that depends on where you go if you go to a f- facility to learn or if you're just talking about doing things around the house you know which um, it all amounts to the same thing well yeah i, I see what you're saying because i mean manual skills covers a broad area everything from you know, house maintenance, like, you know, screwing in a new uh, light switch and faceplate on your wall to changing the batteries in remote control. Or ceiling fan with a mouse in it. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, it, it also would include handicraft, like, you know, knitting, crocheting, doing leather work, woodwork, uh, metal work. Tearing uh, apart a lawnmower engine. Yep, Putting lawnmower engines. I think they used to do bicycle repair. Uh, it would also include playing instruments, guitar, piano. Piano. Yeah, yeah. Probably some other ones, but those are... I got both. Woo. 
Yeah, I didn't do the guitar. I just did the piano part of it. Uh, and so, but that, you do harmonica are... and you play a clarinet. Yeah, well, um, I don't play the clarinet anymore for a couple reasons. One, I can't find it, and even if I could, my uh, hands and fingers aren't as dexterous as they once were. So even playing a piano is a little bit difficult. The harmonica is not so bad. You just hold it up to your face and you, you know, blow and draw and move it around. Uh, so there's that. Now, you but I do knit on my loom, so that's what I do. But if there's something like you're saying, a home repair, I have a honey-do list. Hey, yeah. honey, come hammer this nail. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my husband can yeah. see, and he's the honeydew repair man. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish I had one of those. Nope. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I know your wife is pretty handy too. Yeah, Both she, your wives are pretty handy. She she yeah. is. Uh, because we, through the years of being married, we've done things. You know, there's a siren going off. I know it's picking oh, up. No. Yeah, what's that all about? It, it, it's a monthly it's a the first Tuesday of the month. But there sure is something funny going on. Yeah, it's a monthly siren that tests uh, the emergency broadcast system. If this was really an alarm, you would be told where to go and what to do. They're planning to invade the Earth and take over. Uh, so I won't say where that is or what you'll do when you get there because I have better insulation in my house. You can't hear it here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it used you, to be. You can hear it here, but not that loud. Yeah, well, we're, we're pretty close. What's <laughs> going off here? We're pretty that, close you, to the uh, city hall. That's why it's so loud. But then at your house, so you can go up. Yeah, you got to cut there. all this out. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear it on your end at all. But you I know. Can, uh, I know from experience when off it goes outside, off. Yeah. From experience when it goes off, I I know it does pick up. It used to be it would go off for like a full minute. <laughs> it's like stop, I'm on the phone, go away. <laughs> but now I just give it one blast and just test it. You got that cool doorbell. You got that that yeah. that bell up in your in your church steeple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here here in church your house studios. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, whenever we first moved in, I, I told people I was going to turn the bell up in the, in the steeple into a doorbell. But I, I, I even had a plan on how to do that, <laughs> but uh, it, it wouldn't go over well with the neighbors, I am sure. Ding, ding. Oh, look, the church house has a visitor. Again. Party. Oh, there, it finally stopped. Yes, for. Anyway, we're we're really going down some bunny trails. Uh, besides talking about man yeah, uh, <laughs> the sirens going off. Uh, but you were saying about knitting things, Jill. Whenever we were crocheting, sidetracked, yeah. knitting, looming. They teach that in Chicago so, too. So how do you knitting. knit and crochet if you can't see the yarn and the needle and what you're doing? Well, That's you fun. feel it with your hands, and I use a loom. Mine is, I have a round loom and you just wrap the yarn around each peg and you go all the way, it's a circle. So you go all the way around every peg and then you do it again. And then you have a little tool. It's a, like a hook and you take that bottom loop off the peg, pull it over the top all the way around and then you wrap it again and you keep doing that. And 
when you're done and you do it long enough, you can have a scarf or a sock. You know, you can make all kinds of things, stuffed animals. I got a list of things I've made. I've made turtles and cookie monsters. Yeah, you could make a sweater. With three arms? Because they have different size looms. I'm making me a six-foot stocking for Santa Claus to fill. Yeah, there we go. Six feet oh, long. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so depending on how you work the loom, you can make different projects from all the whole range of things. Yeah. Okay. And the color yarn you use, because it was funny, I had some scrap yarn one time, and I was trying to make an owl, and I... I did it, but it was, uh, I couldn't even tell you what color, but I asked my daughter, I was like, does this look like an owl? And she goes, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but it, it feels like an owl. Feel it. When I was finished to me, it, I was like, here's this little, um, the yeah. ears or whatever that stick up on each side. And I was like, here's, and I showed it to her and she's like, but mom, it's not the right color. And I'm like, well, you gotta look over the color. <laughs> it was like fluorescent orange or day glow green or it something. Had, yeah, <laughs> it's like I was just using some scrap yarn because it wasn't very big. It might have been three or four inches, you know, just a small one. I always like to try to make small things before I enlarge them to make them bigger. That way I don't waste so much yarn if it don't come out right. All right. So, yeah, so being blind there, if knitting is your hobby or, or crocheting, there's ways to keep on doing that. I know mom used to crochet quite a bit. Uh, it does take a little bit of manual dexterity. I don't know if I could do it anymore. I used to be able to crochet a little bit. I, uh, uh, but uh, some of it is just feeling. You just feel for the hole. You poke the needle through. You draw the yarn through. Loop it around. Loop it around. And you, uh, you know, mentioned earlier, you know, the, the musical instrument stuff. Back on that, you know, there's there's a. Um, a, a CD set or tapes you can send off for. It's on the, I think it's on Bard as well. It puts guitar by ear or piano by ear. And, 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 and they're by a guy along. named Bill Brown. And so people are interested in that. Do a search for Bill Brown, various, his various musical uh, tutorials, and you'll find play a lot by of ear. Stuff. Right. You play along with them, he'll tell you how to play it. It's Oh, it's really good. And, and he breaks and, the song down, you know, measure by measure, line by line. And you go through it. I mean, when you're done, you can play the song he's teaching. Right. And like with with me on the guitar, I, I put my guitar away for a while because I got neuropathy in, in my fingers. But then I got it out not too long ago. And I've discovered that, you know, a lot of times when you're playing the guitar, it, it hurts your fingers, you know, it really does. You, you got to get those uh, uh, calluses going on, but it's like, it hurts your fingers. But then when you have neuropathy, it don't hurt. So I can play <laughs> still. You just can't it feel hurt. it hurting, that's all. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but then <laughs> an instrument like, it doesn't really hurt your fingertips as, you know, playing the piano, so learn how to do that, you know. But, you know, if you... If you play with your organ, you'll get kicked out of church. So I discovered that. Yeah. Mm, well, that's that's a whole other topic there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play with the organ. Yeah. Leave the organ alone. So anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and so this is all part of manual skills, and you know, they, like you Terry said, they teach how to you know play the instrument by ear, 
you just listen to the instructor. They'll say, you know, find your, your finger position on the instrument and you, you know, on the piano, you press you know, these keys down and you practice scales going up and down a different key, uh, you know, different keys, there's like 12 different keys to play in on the chromatic scale. Uh, and they teach you that. So you, you, you get to develop an ear for it, which notes are you know, in, in the same chord, which ones are next to each other, which ones are logically the next ones to go to. And Have you learned when you, when you go up, it's a, a flat. When you go down, it's a sharp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so there are ways uh, we did mention real briefly uh, uh, lawnmower engine I don't know that they still do that at Heinz they've kind of put that chapter behind them but it used to be that you would just tear this engine down I mean all the way down to the block and then you would put it back together uh, before the time I was there I know that they used to literally when you put back together, they would put put gas in it and say, "Does it run? <laughs> if it does, right. you, you passed. If it doesn't, you got to tear it down and figure out why." Right. And then whenever I, you know, whenever I went to, I, I think they were just finishing doing that, you know, actually starting it and letting it run. But uh, they I, I, they told me they they stopped because you know because of exhaust fumes. They didn't have good. Right. Exhaust that better ventilation, everything, but it's like that. You know, it's just the the act of you being able to take it all the way apart, putting it back together, figuring out why it's not running is another, you know, a little bit more into it. They just want you to be able to tear it all the way down. And and the the lawnmower engine is a small engine repair, it's small, one cylinder. There's always so many things that can go wrong on it, and it's a good career path if you so chose i mean a lawnmower engine is a lawnmower engine yeah there's slight variations and flavors in them but if you know which one you're working with you can order the parts and all like that and it's a lot about organization keeping your parts organized and uh all like that i never understood how men I never understood how men knew the name of each part to an engine. To me, it's like that's an engine. I guess that it's doohickey the there, the thingamajig, and, and what one there. No, not that one. The other one. Yeah, that that thing there. How do you know well, that thing there isn't working? <laughs> well, it's all about nomenclature. What an alternator, whatever. Good, how do you, how do you know that's an alternator good, and not a piston or a spark plug? <laughs> well, again, nomenclature, which is a good military word, whenever, you, flopper. <laughs> whenever you're given your rifle, they, you learn the nomenclature from, from end to end, from the flasher pressure to the buttstock. <laughs> you can point to anything on that rifle and you can tell it. I don't, what, the takedown pin. This is the handguard. This is the sight. This is the... And everything on there, you know it. And... Just like I bet you, you can go in your kitchen, Jill, open up your drawer and start pulling things out. This is the spatula. This is the cake spreader. This is the well. The guys are like that with tools. You know. Give me the. What's the difference between this spoon and that yeah. spoon? What's the difference between that fork and this fork? It, it, it's the same. You know, guys. They they know their tools. Most of them that are serious about it. Look at all these mommy screwdrivers in the silverware drawer. 
Yeah, butter knives, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mommy screwdriver. But yeah, you learn nomenclature because if you go to the part store, I need this thingamajig doohickey. Well, I don't know what that is. Uh, bring it to me. Let's see if I can figure it out. Well, maybe they can. Maybe they can't. But if you know that you're looking for, you know, a spark plug. Oh, it's this one right here. Uh, or you need uh, to have you know, something, carburetor filter or some such thing. Because you you care about working on cars, you'll know what that thing is called. So you, so you can get parts and appear to be educated about it and not an idiot. <laughs> I was working on this thing and this plastic flapper dude broke off. What? <laughs> <laughs> we won't send Jill to the auto parts store. Yeah, no. She'll come sell. back with some. No, because I will have no. <laughs> come back with a tube of brake grease and everything. And I sent you for a muffler, not brake grease. What? Some blinker fluid. Yep, some blinker fluid. Stuff. A blinker fluid. <laughs> All right. Some radiator gas. <laughs> Well, we're doing good on time. Uh, the manual skills is all about working with your hands, and they have a, a wide variety because everyone has different tastes. You know, hand and eye coordination. Yeah, well, how to do it with hand, hand to eye hmm. coordination. By, well, I could do that with my eyes closed. Well, by, yes, yeah, by feel, by organization, by you know, just knowing what your intent to do, whether you're putting together a leather wallet or uh, a woodworking project, they, they let you know that just because you can't see, there's still ways to do what you want to do and enjoy yourself, you know, yeah. do those hobbies you used to be able to do well. I mean, there's even... Yeah, real... I enjoy knitting. The only hard thing about knitting is the colors. <laughs> yeah. Now, I wouldn't knowing have a clue. when to switch colors or, you know, not knowing. I wouldn't have a clue to tell you how to do that. But if you was to go to the rehab facility, I'm yeah. sure they would have tips on here's how you know your colors or here's how you know when to change Colorino. or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they would do that or, or how they would do that because... Colorino, I have one, but it doesn't always tell you the right color. Yeah. It and could be yellow and they would say gray or pink would say gray because I've tried that before. White so says gray. For people who like, are listening who don't... Gray. <laughs> for people who are listening and don't know, a Colorino is a little handheld device. Uh, you hold it up next to something like, say, the, your, your pant leg. And hit a button that'll tell you what color it is, or it thinks, try to. <laughs> it thinks that it is. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot, a lot of that it, it shoots a laser light out, and so it has to be touching the object you're trying to see. But I think if the battery is low, maybe it doesn't read right. I'll, I I don't use mine hardly at all, so I don't have a lot of experience with it. It works for the mostly on your solid colors. You know, I've actually used it before. Yeah. For, for like I said, whenever I'm wiring something up, you know, if I got to the, a bundle of wires here, I could take the wire. It's hard to put this little string right at the sensor, but if you wadded it up, you know, like say if you had your yarn and you wadded it up, it would read it better. That's a, if it's a solid color, yeah. trying to put that one strand across the 
little uh, eye hole of it. You know, so there's some, some limitations there uh, with that. And you know, a colorino would kind of fall into the maybe living skills department. But hey, things cross over, and you could certainly use it in manual skills in other areas if you needed to. It also has a light sensor. If you hit the other button that's on it, it'll go. If, and the higher pitch, the brighter the light. The lower pitch, the darker the light. Boom. I do. I do remember the that. Dark, dark. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's yeah. some tips with that. Now, before we get all the way out of time, let's go ahead and move on to our final segments here. That would be uh, letters from listeners. Does anyone have a question? Hey. Now, uh, we didn't actually have any. Uh, oh, and so, barring That's that, you'll, you'll end up hearing stuff like this. Hi, it's me. I'm also visiting this website on a regular basis. This webpage is actually nice. And the visitors are truly sharing good thoughts. Wow, really? Because um, <laughs> most of the visitors sharing thoughts are spammers just like you. They send me out of the room when they say things like that. So, final thoughts. Did you want to go first, Jill, or I could go first? I actually have two of them. Let me think. You go first, Peg. I think how this one was worded. All right. I don't mind getting old. It's the side effects I get annoyed with. Men say women should come with an instruction book but what man ever reads an instruction manual <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we go now, step one step 99 as, as long as we have time and i know we have time because zoom hasn't kicked us out of the room yet and it'll it'll slam the door closed on it whenever this time is up Blam! Uh, the this this isn't so much a final thought as it is a uh, about a test given to an elementary school class that uh, covered everything they studied all year long, including fractions and percentages, that kind of thing. But maybe things could have been explained better when the, this question. What portion of the foot is six inches was answered this way. The toes. <laughs> what portion of the foot is six inches? The toes. You got some long toes. <laughs> and talking about fractions and portions and percentages. Well, anyway, I thought our show would go along today. Um, uh, that, one <laughs> that one went over my head. chugging along. That one went over my head. Yeah, maybe I could have read it a little differently. Anyway, so that's our show. And so let's go ahead and wrap this up here. Um, hey, it's almost uh, Christmas. 
Yeah, it is almost Christmas. And so we got birthdays this month, I think. Yeah, yeah, you have a birthday. Your wife has a birthday. and uh, Baby so, Jesus has a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow is my grandson's birthday. So for hey, all these the birthdays and, and the Christmas season, if, if people want to donate money, we could, we, we're still trying to reach our goal of $750,000 so we can buy the funny.com <laughs> domain. So any overages on that will be, you know, put directly into our pockets to make our Christmas happy. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just a thought. If you're going to donate, we don't have a PayPal button, but send us your email. We'll tell you where to send the money to. Yeah, uh, email us. That's funny.com. With that said, this is your host, Keith, wrapping this up and in our closing. And our closing music is playing probably right now. You'll hear our email address. Where to send this money? Where to uh, get a hold of us? Talk to you next. Stuff for Santa Claus jokes. Send us your letters and stuff. And your funny recordings. <laughs> and your silly stories. So is is it Send over? Us anything, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. Maybe it cut us off already. Well, I couldn't shop yesterday on Cyber Monday because I had no money. I got to go buy more power cords. That's why. Eat my battery power. For all your blow up devices to put in your yard. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Wait. Yeah, it is. I can't find a button to stop. We're to the blooper reels now. <laughs>